0: The public option is the popular option among Democratic presidential candidates and the American public. 2019 was the worst year for rural hospital closures, and a new study finds just how popular private equity investment in physician practices has been. All that and more coming up on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Thursday, February 20th, and I'm Alex Olgin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines on health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. In the first few minutes of Mayor Michael Bloomberg's first presidential debate, he made it clear Medicare for all is not the way to win. He said the plan championed by Senator Bernie Sanders that would eliminate private insurance is not a unifying idea. you don't start out by saying, uh, I've got 160 million people, I'm going to take away the insurance plan that they love. One thing Bloomberg and Sanders do have in common is two heart stents. But the similarities stop there. Bloomberg supports building on the Affordable Care Act with a public option. In a recent Kaiser Family Foundation poll, the public option has shown increasing support across both parties, and that in itself is a big deal, says South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Do you realize how historic that is, that the American people are ready in a way far beyond what was true even 10 years ago and what was available to President Obama at the time. Buttigieg, Vice President Joe Biden and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar are describing the public option as the moderate plan, but a version of the public option that caps provider reimbursement rates. Could could have drastic impacts to hospitals' bottom lines. Klobuchar pointed out Medicare for All plans like Sanders and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren's don't have enough support to pass the House or the Senate. Two-thirds of the Democratic senators are not even on that bill because a bunch of the new House members that got elected see the problems with blowing up the Affordable Care Act. Sanders stood by his Medicare for All plan, which he said would take the profits out of healthcare, And he assured the Nevada Workers' Culinary Union, which had voiced concerns about a cut to health benefits under that plan, that he would only expand medical benefits for all unions. We'll find out if those reassurances worked after the Nevada caucuses on Saturday. Nineteen rural hospitals closed last year, marking the worst year for rural hospital closures in a decade. This is according to a new report from advisory firm The Chartist Group, which has been tracking rural hospital closures since 2010. The government generally considers a hospital to be rural if it's outside of a metropolitan area. Researchers analyzed the hospitals in the three years leading up to the closure to figure out which of the remaining 1,800 rural hospitals are at risk. They used nine factors to determine if a hospital was vulnerable, including payer mix, occupancy, and system affiliation. The biggest factor was Medicaid expansion. According to the report, it decreases the chances of closure by 62 percent. States that did not expand Medicaid, like Texas, Georgia, and Tennessee, had the most rural hospital closures. According to the report, 453 rural hospitals are considered vulnerable and they're concentrated in the Southeast and Great Plains. As we've reported on recently, private equity groups have been buying up physician practices at an increasing rate. A new study in the Journal of the American Medical Association found between 2013 and 2016, private equity groups acquired 355 physician practices. Most of the acquisitions were in anesthesiology, multi-specialty practices, emergency medicine, family medicine, and dermatology and they were concentrated in the southern United States. But this data is hard to gather. Researchers looked at publicly announced deals for this study. They suggest the data may actually underestimate the amount of P.E. investment. However, it still represents a small proportion of the 18,000 practices in the U.S., Authors of the JAMA study say more research is needed to fully understand the impact of these acquisitions. But PE firms expect a healthy return on their investment, about 20 percent a year, and that pressure could drive practices to increase things like elective procedures or other high-margin services like imaging. PE investment in physician practices is continuing to increase in the years since 2016. A recent Just Healthcare analysis found private equity investment in healthcare grew 50% between 2018 and 2019. Dermatology and ophthalmology practices accounted for more than half of the PE investment in the physician practice space in 2018. To read more about GIST Healthcare's analysis of private equity investment in physician practices, subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly GIST. Get executive-level commentary and insights from The Week in Healthcare delivered to your inbox each Friday afternoon. Go to gisthealthcare.com to subscribe. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, dialysis giant Fresenius Medical Care was up 2.5 percent after reporting positive earnings Wednesday. Competitor DaVita Medical Group was up 0.11 percent. The broader sector was up 0.45 percent at the end of the trading day Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Hold up?